or face just how dark of a place humanity has come to. And to do so means that the certain influences in the world must be acknowledged. Hello, this is Chris Jansen. This is the End Evil Podcast. Today I have to, with me a guest um, for this interview, Brandon Smith, who I spoke with like way back when I first started the End Evil Podcast. So this is pretty cool to um, come around full circle and see Brandon again. Um, I'll just real quick say that End Evil is a show dedicated to people who care about truth and freedom. And the goal is to end evil whenever and wherever possible. And the easiest way for us to look at what evil is, is evil is the destruction of freedom, as um, Jeremy Locke put it in his book, The End of All Evil. And that was the inspiration for the name of the show. So with that explanation aside, I wanted to welcome Brandon. And uh, hopefully we can talk today about Brandon's new book, Shadow Worked, and what's been going on with him. What's up, Brandon? What is going on, Chris? I love your headphones first. I just want to say that you have like the coolest headphones I've seen of any podcaster I've talked to recently. And there's been yes. a bunch though. Those are awesome. <laughs> and I'm a DJ, so I get to see cool headphones, but, uh, yeah, um, I'm doing well. You know, uh, it's, it was a crazy year, 2020. I think everybody kind of was losing their mind one way or another. Um, but if you're listening to this, you made it through and I made it through. And I think it was tough for people like us that could see the truth because we knew. You know, we knew it was just a bunch of baloney or whatever. Um, but there was like a real conflict around because everybody around us or in my situation, a lot of people around me were buying into it and wearing masks and all. I mean, they're still probably wearing masks, but it, it was just this time where I feel like people like us who have seen truth for a long time and we always talk to people about it. It was that moment where like, Oh my God, here it is. The traps falling on us, you know, like, and nobody, we always, I don't know, want to speak for you, but I kind of thought that more people like, if that moment happened, they would see it, you know, and it was, I mean, there are a bunch waking up, but it was just weird to see everybody put a mask on. And I think that had an effect on me that I wasn't aware of yet. And it kind of was like, cause I'm a very cheerful person. I'm a comedian, you know, and I think it, it kind of depressed me in this way that I was like, wow, humanity is, you know, and then, you know, I was just like, they're, they're really going to just do this. Wow. This is crazy. I, I can't believe it. And later I began to believe and as I, or I began to uh, realize, and as I looked into things, I, I figured out that it's really always been this way. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as we know, and of course the history we can never trust, but as far as I've been alive, I could just speak from when I've been alive. It's always been this way. And I think now it's actually getting better because more people are seeing it. Like how many people do you think believe that we actually went, to the moon or whatever. Like if you think that's a psyop, you know, whatever, I don't want to like start fights or like not you, but people, but if you can think of that as a psyop to like get countries to, you know, pay attention to each other and, and citizens in that country, how many people think that was fake, but then, you know, and then nine 11 and now Corona, I mean, I, I would say there's, as it happened, more people knew when we could even just talk about nine 11 instead of the moon landing. Um, well, what, what yeah. I've noticed, like, okay, I talk to people a lot. I mean, I've been in construction. So, like, the construction job site's one of those places where at lunch or break, you know, we can talk about things and people don't hold back so much. It's like, you know, on a construction job site, you could disagree with someone and fuck you, well, fuck you too, you know, and we just go on eating. It's just normal, you know. 
Although that's not usually what happens. It's usually not cussing each other out. It's usually people trying to kind of uh, tactfully listen to each other, and there's always some curiosity, you know. But so I mean, I guess I tend to talk to people more, more um, who are more likely to like something like nine eleven be like see through some of the BS, and like some of the people I run into day to day, I've noticed like you're saying a little bit more easier to talk about something like nine eleven. However, the other side of it is like you were saying, this recognition in 2020, like I had this, I'm a hopeful guy. I'm an idealist. I had this feeling like, Oh, you know, something's going to happen. Like you were saying, and the world's going to change. And then, you know, it was really depressing because what I saw around me was a town, what I thought was kind of free thinking, kind of a little bit more open-minded kind of people. And it was actually the most crazy lefty communism place I've ever seen all of a sudden. And it was like, really the shock was to me is like, that's how far my perceptions were off. Yeah. I thought all these people who I still think it's, I still have this battle. I have this conversation with other people like yourself that understand why masks are part of the evil that's happening where it's like, um, or quarantine the whole bit. Like you should be able to realize it's right on your face. Talk about literally on your face. It's right in your face that it's like in opposition to nature and in opposition to what's normal and right when we're inhibiting people's ability to breathe and communicate, you know? And it's like all of a sudden you realize that it's way worse than I thought. I realize it's way, way worse than I thought. <laughs> so it's like on the same time I'm filled with hope, new hope, because like you said, there are some people who this is forcing them to kind of, because now it's not so hidden as it used to be. Like things that were occulted aren't as occulted as they used to be. Mm. Like it's more in your face. It's either you either get it or you don't. Now you can tell how much someone gets it or don't just by their physical actions in the world where you didn't used to be able to tell that. So I think what it's bringing people to like you and I to is this point of like kind of starting over and rethinking everything. And that's a process we're supposed to go through as human beings. So I think that's, I mean, I want to hear more about your book, Shadow right. Work, because that's what Shadow Work is about, right? Yeah, like, let's let's get into that. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think what you said was spot on um, about our people like us, our reaction. And, I, and I'm glad you brought the word occulted, because this is a word, especially now, it gets thrown around. And it's great now because everybody knows um, it just means hidden. You know, I've, I even talked to people who previously... You, let's say Christians who would previously say that just means evil. They're like, Oh, it just means hidden. We know that, you know, and, and a lot of people will say, Oh, it's hidden by these evil controllers who hide it. And I used to think that a little more, but now after 2020, I'm like, maybe it's hidden by people. Like they hide it from themselves. It's just in plain sight. Maybe that's what ignorance and ignorance is really all about. It's like, you know, these, um, truths are out there like even the mask when it first started the governor i listened to him attentively calm as a human and you know as a man and he said everyone's got to wear masks of course in a store unless you have a medical condition so i go oh there we go we don't have to wear masks everybody and that's not what they heard i heard unless you have a medical condition and to me <laughs> there is no other better condition than breathing oxygen i mean come on guys like and i was in the marine corps and they taught you you could come across somebody you know they teach you how to kill really well, and then they teach you a little first aid, and it's basically start the breathing, stop the bleeding, uh, something, something, check for shock. But they're like, even if they're bleeding out, you got to start the breathing. And then I'm like, hmm, you know. 
But uh, to get into my book, because I talk about my experience in the Marine Corps, actually, um, and we talk, I talk about occulted stuff, and I kind of explain what it is. And I open, or I, I talk early in the book about my experience in the Marine Corps, and it's basically about boot camp, and I relay a lot to the movie Full Metal Jacket, because that movie Full Metal Jacket by Stanley Kubrick is so spot on to the mind control that you go through. And again, I, I signed up for it, you know, so it's not like I'm like, look what they did to me. It's like, no, I signed up for it. I knew what was going on. I saw Full Metal Jacket before I went. So, um, you know, even though it was like 1994, I knew what I was getting into. But anyway, so I, I relate that the book a lot to that because I know people have seen that and it's something they can go look at. And I talk about how these drill instructors use techniques. And one of the techniques that they use, a famous scene, is Private Pile. When, if you haven't seen the movie, basically there's this one guy who keeps, he keeps screwing up and he's overweight and all this stuff. And one time the drill instructor is going through his stuff and he finds a donut in his like little, uh, box that you get to keep stuff in. It's like a footlocker, they call it. And he's like, a goddamn jelly donut, right? And he's freaking out. And But everybody else has to do push-ups, and he gets to eat it and enjoy it, you know? And so that's a real psychological mind mind screw-up, because I've, I've witnessed that. Not something to that level, like because what happens is, spoiler alert, they end up beating the guy up really bad. Um, so because he just keeps screwing up and that's what they do. But the reason that they do it, you know, I tell you like, there's a reason for it because if you are going to be in combat, I'm not suggesting it, but if you are going to be in combat, you need that discipline. Like it's better to go through it there to weed people out. But what I do though, is I explain how tactics like that work. And again, I explain how they're necessary. And then I also go into later in the book, how I've overcome addiction in my life. Um, I had very severe intimacy issues and it expressed in what people would call like a sex addiction, but I don't really like to say that because it just conjures all these thoughts in people's mind when you say that. But I was able to overcome that, and it was really just by healing myself. I had to look at the demons and do the shadow work. You know, that's why I named the book Shadow Worked. That's the name of the book, and you can go to shadowworked.com if you want to uh, get a copy of it or just read the first two chapters for free. Um, but it's because of the shadow work that I went through. And I've always heard people talk about the dark night of the soul and you go through this metamorphosis. And I went through it in my life, probably for a couple of years, really, as I molded this new, and I explain it as like an aperture or just a point of view or way to view the world. Like I, I had this shift in the way I saw the world and I woke up and everything was kind of different. I'm like, Oh my God, how do I even interact? Like, how do I, you know, what do I do now? So I kind of had to rebuild all that. And through that process, it was a process of me choosing what worked, like the trivia method. You know, if people are fans of Mark Passio and uh, Richard Grove and stuff, we talk about, they talk about the trivia method all the time. And I love it. You take the available information, the facts and what doesn't work, you just get rid of it. And it's the same thing with the dark night of the soul. And you form this new person and it's like the butterfly or like the lotus coming out of the water and everything else kind of just falls away. So I went through that experience and then 2020 happened. And I saw, I, I couldn't explain. I was like, wow, because I was freaking out. But there was something else going on. I had this like spidey sense. And I'm like, I see what it is. It's like everybody, else, the whole world is being forced through a dark night of the soul. They're saying, they're being told, stay home, which was, I did that voluntarily before. I just stayed home because I didn't want to deal with people. You know, I was a DJ in my other life. And I also did comedy. So I would go out to do comedy and DJ weddings and stuff. But other than that, I'd hang out with friends like once in a while. But it was mostly you know, reading, studying, doing this, all these, you know, exercises, uh, exercising, all just self-healing stuff. 
So anyway, I saw that was happening, but I also saw these people weren't making changes. Like they were going home. Like I was like staying home or whatever, isolating from people, but they weren't making changes based on what they thought was right. It was like when I was in boot camp and these people were screaming in my face that I had to do it. It, it was that. So I was like, wow. And it was just a total, I saw it was just a total inverse. It was so close, but it was just looking at it backwards and it blew my mind. I'm like, I have to write a book about this. I don't know how I'm going to do it. So I started over the summer to just write and write and write. And this is where I kind of want to talk about it a little bit because I used hermetic principles and I'm not that I'm even like a professional. I just kind of use these principles of a, you know, cause I'm into tarot and stuff. So I used like building a foundation, like a four, a four is a really good foundation card. Uh, like the four of pentacles. Um, so I, I thought I took, I started with four chapters and I was going to just make it a short book. And then from there it grew and the chapters got larger. And then I had, you know, so it's, it was a way to do it. And, um, cause I feel previously in my life, I've always wanted to do different ventures, like do this or that. And I kind of, some worked, some failed, but this way is really a way to do it and always go back because whenever I got lost and I know where I was, I'd go back. What I did was I just took a piece of paper and I actually drew with a pencil, like art and little symbols and what chapter one was going to be about and how I was going to do the story. So I just keep looking at that to keep it in my mind. And it was a way for me to uh, stay focused, but that was, that's basically the theme of the book. And then I talk uh, at the end, I give a positive message for the future because I think so many people are talking about doom and gloom and I just don't see that. I, I see it. I understand it. But when I vibrate to a higher level and I look at a bigger picture, I see it's like a destruction, like the tower card in tarot. Everything's crumbling right now, but you know, it doesn't stay crumbled. What happens after it crumbles, it grows. It's the Phoenix, you know, it rises from the ashes. And I feel like once that happens, um, it's it's going to be different and better than people think. So, I really like the um, you brought up the phoenix. That's something that was on my mind when we first started talking today. And mm. with the idea of shadow work, like, okay, here's something I've gone through in the in the past year. I think when you're on a path towards like self realization, when you're actively working in your life to improve who you are. You know, which, you know, really comes down to asking that question is like, who am I or why am I here? Like if somebody has asked those questions to themselves seriously and seeking the answers, then the universe starts shifting. Things start, you start noticing changes. Um, your life will not stay the same if you follow that path. It will force you to come up against challenges that you either, you know, go back in your shell and hide from them. And it's just the key, same problems are going to keep happening in your life or you um, like face them head on and life brings you new challenges. Right. So like going through that process is what I guess my realization recently has been. That's why we're here is to go through that process is to self realize to, to die and be reborn over and over. And like all major, all these religions, even the like Masons have their thing where, in order to become a certain level, they have to basically bury you, you know, and, and then you're reborn, you know. The Christians have this thing about being reborn. You know, every spiritual practice has some sort of reborn mm. practice. Because, like, you don't need a bunch of words and books to describe this process. It's a natural process. It's part of being alive. And those of us in the world that aren't doing that, they're not actually living. They're dying, you know. If you're living, if you're self-actualizing and 
figuring out why you're here, it forces you to become, you know, go from a caterpillar to the moth or the butterfly to be reborn. You know, it's part of the process. And if, if you're going through that, that means you're on the path of realization, right? Self-realization. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I feel, I, I love what you said. All those things are so spot on. Um, and if you look at, if you take what you said a little further that we're here to do this work, there's a way I feel that I've started to change my point of view where, and this is the thing. It's not like you get this point of view and then all of a sudden it's magic. It's something you have to work on. And there's different levels. There's this guy who described it, uh, this author, and his name's James True. And he talks about different levels of, of like a black belt, like a white belt, you know, somebody who thinks 9-11 was real, you know, like it was 19 box cutters. And then yellow belt is fear. It's like, oh, my God, it was it was the government. They're coming to get us. And then red belt is anger. We're going to go get them. And then purple belt is, uh, you know, maybe they're doing these things. Uh, you know, maybe nobody really died. It was not what they said. Maybe there's just show going on in the background, right? Like this is these crazy ideas that people talk about. And these are the things through these rabbit holes. I'm not suggesting by any means, if you're listening to this, to go down these rabbit holes. The only rabbit holes I suggest going down are the ones of self-discovery first. Just keep going down those and then you'll know when it's time to not. Because the way this universe works, I feel obviously we've been lied to a lot. And, you know, I've gone down some crazy rabbit holes and it's like you could basically validate any viewpoint that you have with quote unquote evidence. It could all be real. Like, that's what I'm saying. We could be in some kind of crazy dimension where it is all real, depending where you put your focus. So that's why I'm telling you, just focus on yourself, because I found once I get to know myself better, some of these things don't matter as much. You know, people are like. Is the earth flat around? I'm like, I don't care as long as we're all having a good time. I mean, it's an interesting conversation, but you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Um, like let's figure out our behavior first, then maybe we can unlock that challenge next, you know, but, um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, getting back to what you were saying, uh, I, I think it's, it's great because if you can get to this viewpoint where, because like in the Dow, I'll just quote the Dow to start what I'm going to say, because a lot of people, when I, you say this, they, They'll lose their mind. And I used to be one of these people and I get it because sometimes I still will lose my mind. But there's this quote in the Tao. Uh, one of the verses says, do you want to change the world? I don't think it can be done. The world is perfect. If you tamper with it, you'll ruin it. And uh, the way I bring it up to Christians, for example, I'll say, do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe God is perfect? Yes. Do you believe God created everything? Yes. Okay. Well then isn't everything perfect? Hello. So if it's still a little hard for you to kind of grasp what I mean, it's just like everything I feel that's happening on a level needs to happen. Now that doesn't mean I just sit back and watch it happen and say, haha, watch the world burn. No. Now that I know that I have to follow my intuition and get on my path and work on myself as much as I can. And then other people around me, and I've noticed this, they pick up on it. Cause I could tell somebody a thousand times, you know, don't do this. Stop eating wheat or whatever. You're eating bread. It's terrible for you. But if I do it and they see me and I'm like, Hey guys, I'll be 45 in a month. Look at me. Maybe you should, you know, it's, it's a little better. So in that same thing, spirituality, whatever, I'm just living this path now. And I feel like, um, by doing that, that's really what is changing 
the world. So I still am changing the world, but I'm not trying to get a group together to go LARP and take over the capital or whatever, you know, like we're it's just like one at a time. And then when I get it, when someone else gets it, all that other stuff disappears. It's like, I, why would we even want to control the other people? And I feel like that's kind of the way it changes. And we were talking about cycles earlier in nature. We just see cycles and in nature, there are no lies. And they've talked about this. You could look at the prophecy of Hermes. You could look at the Hopi Indian prophecy, all these things. If you're not familiar with, go look up and listen to them. They're beautiful. Think about the Indian, uh, like from India, the Vedic uh, idea of the yugas, the cycles. And we're just in these cycles, so they're going to come back around. Right now, they're saying it's the Dark Age, so it's the Dark Age. So, well, guess what, guys? We're the heroes. If you're listening to this and you're on the truth, that means you're the hero of the story. We're the ones that keep the story going for the future. Because right now, it's too late. We can't run out and stop president joe biden from telling people to wear masks but we can educate the kids in the future and just point out how ridiculous this is you know that's what i like to do also with my comedy because if you can point that out to the children they're the ones who are taking this over that's where the real war is it's in the in the youth in the future in the minds you know so we're creating these podcasts hopefully it'll inspire other people to do it and that's where really where i see it um and that's again where i can go back and say it's perfect Anyway, it could take yeah. a long time. You know, I thought like you're saying too, like, okay, if yeah. this is all source material. I like to use that word source recently. God, sometimes, you know, we could get in the religion subject afterward, but sometimes when you say God, some people think you're talking about like some guy in the heavens or a particular personality or a particular deity. And so that's why I like, when I use the term God, I'm talking about like all, everything, the source, like the code that everything is built on. I- I'll just say this really quickly. I say to people when they ask me, I'll just say my belief is that this is not random. There was a creation, a creator, something created us. And then after that, you know, we're cool. Like we could talk about theology and stuff if you want. Not you, but I'm saying I'd I'd say this Mm -hmm. to people. But that's all that matters to me is like for people to see that how could you believe that random or that this order can come out of chaos. Like, is that really something that can happen? Like, can you get this beautiful thing to be constructed out of nothing? Like it's, you know, that's, and then once you start, because I feel the atheism is really where you can let the despair eat on you. And I've seen it happen. I've seen, I know people that aren't alive anymore they were in 2019 and they're not now. And they didn't die a Karunu, you know, because the despair eats on you. And again, I'm not in despair myself because we're all on this journey and, you know, uh, but yeah, that's, I like what you said about that because so many people get screwed up with that word God where it's like, I just mean, you know, it's something that it's a creator, you know, there's something, you know, the all, if you want to call it that, if you're hermetic or whatever. Like that's, I think why we both have a tree behind us. It's the idea that all things are connected that I, I like to term interconnectedness, you know, exactly. everything you do matters. So just like you throw a little rock into a pond, the ripples go all the way out. So this Your is this pond. Matter. Everything we do matters. So then your I'm trying to get matter. to the, the next point. Like your thoughts do matter. Yeah. And your beliefs, if you have a belief system, that matters too because you're putting that out into the world. And that's what's creating the future is all these people processing this information then transmitting it out. And then that's what's creating. You know, people get so mixed up with this manifestation thing. You know, but like what, like you're saying right now, there's only so much you can do. We're experiencing like the culmination of everything that happened up to now. So that's the world of effects, you know, that we're seeing, oh shit, look what's happening around us. That's what built up to now. 
So if you want to do something about it, that's like inputting for the future, right? That's starting with thinking, okay, and then and then processing that information. Then it comes out, right? By the time it comes out, the thinking's already been done. So, like, we might have to go through 400 years of really bad trials for humans, maybe a 1,000, maybe 4,000. Uh, yeah, you know? you know what, though? This is true, but it, yeah, things, though... I really feel like, and this is the thing, I don't want to be cocky, but I, you know, like I said, I'll be 45 and like going through school, I've always was like, I had trouble and all this stuff. And I always had this feeling that I was right about things. And no, now looking back, I was right about a lot of goddamn things. Right. So excuse my language, everybody. But, um, what I had this feeling of is like, this is the part of the movie. This is like Lord of the Rings or like, or Star Wars where like everything's going bad and it's like the end, but like we're about to lose. But then all of a sudden, you know, someone shows up or whatever it is and just boom, it's over. And then it's flips And a lot of, there's this theory that I've been hearing lately that and it, it was coming through like the, the Vedics were with the ages, like the Kali Yuga, which is the iron age we're supposed to be in the dark age. And they're saying people thought it went like golden. Then like, you know, it would, it would go like silver and then, bronze then iron and then back to bronze silver so it has to work its way up and people are like no 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 it goes right immediately to the golden age so like no it goes right there and people are like that's what they think all this craziness is about because whoever might be in control like people in control of governments and stuff if they do read the stars or they know these things and they you know they plot they might know an awakening's coming so they're giving it everything they got so that tells me it's the you know it's the final push just keep going but if it's not what you're saying is exactly right. I just want to give hope to people, or I don't know, hope, but it's it wouldn't, like, you know, it really, really what it helps me do is I got a certain calmness from this thought. Like, yeah. okay. I look back at someone like, I like Thomas Paine. I, I like to talk about Thomas Paine because I feel like the words that Thomas Paine wrote in the time he lived were um, not accepted by his community on the whole. People really didn't like him. Even then, when he came back to the States, like, people really didn't like him because he said things about their religion that they didn't like, you know? But his words, like, had a major impact on the way the things changed in the world over the next 100 years, 200 years, and they're still affecting people like me. Like, when we discover Thomas Paine, it's like, oh, right, this is huge, right? Like, so what you and I are working on right now could be in a similar vein if we do a good job at what we're doing. And that might allow people a couple hundred years from now or a couple thousand years from now to use these words as leverage mm. and actually get out of the situation. It could take a while. Um, we don't know that. We don't, we really don't. And like, I think what one thing you really hit on earlier that is a big deal to me is to not get stuck. Like, like you said in the conspiracy rabbit hole world where people want to talk about what's going on in the news right now or, you know, what's the latest movements of the troops or whatever. And to me, like, the, those discussions are worthless. They get us nowhere. You know, like, until we deal with how to handle morality, objective morality, th there's no changing things. And and what I'm seeing around me, even with people that a lot of people I think of as being pretty open-minded and, like, close, like, they're getting it. A lot of them still aren't getting it because they're not recognizing that everything you do matters and that everything's connected and that there's objective morality, that... It's either right or wrong, you know, like that it, there is a such thing as right and wrong. Like they still want to hang on to this kind of normal Satanist kind of view that our society has that, that you could believe whatever you want and beliefs are fine. You can have whatever belief you want, 
but it's like believing is very dangerous and and it's like close to evil. I almost want to put evil and I mean belief in the category of evil because people are using that word to describe a way to be instead of a way to learn the truth, you know, and that yeah. that's like a cliff to me, yeah. you know, it, I, it's a dangerous thing. Yeah, man. Have you, have you heard of uh crow triple seven? Yeah. I love that show. I've listened to it quite a bit. Oh yeah. And he has this saying that belief is the enemy of knowing. And mm-hmm. I agree with that, but there's this thing, there's this little caveat I want to give to because just like anything else, I feel everything basically is a tool. So belief actually is a tool that you can use. You can use the tool of belief. Could it be that you can use the tool of belief to heal yourself? Because if you believe something works, it works. But then again, if you believe something works and it's false, it could be leading you to, like you said, adhere to this false ideology where you're lying to yourself. So you have to be very careful. But that's the thing about belief. I just didn't want to demonize it totally. But yes, I get exactly what you're saying. It's when you let beliefs get in the way of reality is when it's a problem. There's like a time and place for everything, you know, like... um so, like you don't want to have rose-colored glasses, you know. Like that's yeah. what I realized. My one of my big realizations is because I've always been sort of an idealist, and I'd like to think of myself as an optimist. When I came to realize all these heavy things, like studying 9/11 or weather engineering, or you know, the, who's controlling the world, that it's as heavy. You know, it's like wow, this sucks. You know, it, it's really hard to deal with. And then part for of sure. me just wants to hope for something like you're saying, like the movies. You know, something big's going to happen. It's all going to come down and then we're going to get it resolved, you know, but it's not always that easy. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't want you to think nothing to cut you off. I don't want you to think that action is not required. And I don't want you to think that it's just going to be like what I'm saying, a golden age. I don't think it's going to be like magical or whatever, but what I, what I see happening is. Okay. So I see like, if I was going to give a reading, right? Like as a tarot card reader or whatever, and I'm divinating in the, 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 the breeze that I smell on the wind, like, or what I smell on the wind is that if there's going to be like a script flipped and like everybody who was previously believing, we'll say the mind control of 2020, they're going to look like idiots and might even be like isolated. So I think that it's just because it's when they say like a revelation or like an apocalypse, all they really mean is just like it's an uh, um, information and knowledge is going to be all of a sudden shown to people. Like we're talking about the occult. I feel like like that veil of ISIS is coming down, baby, and people are going to see it. So when they do, if say say you were controlling people, right, and you knew this, they they were going to see some truth. It would be good to fool them, right? We'll do the little thought experiment, fool them, and you know some are going to be fooled and some aren't, and then flip around so the ones who are fooled all of a sudden look good. So now everybody's under your mind spell, kind of, in this crazy way, could it be? So that's, again, why I say don't pay attention to any of these media things, because I, I think the world itself, yeah, that's probably going down. You know, there's nothing really to do about that, but as far as building the future... You can get with like-minded people. You can find 10 people within 10 minutes of you that you can rely on and build friendships and get some chickens and start a garden and let Babylon burn if it has to. And you can do what you have to. And I feel like as long as you're standing in your truth, there's really nothing that's going to happen to you because honestly, all these things I feel it's all they're there. It's like uh, offers. They're all offers. I've been studying law a lot and like maritime law and stuff. All these things are offers. They're uh, they're telling you, like I said earlier with the governor, unless you have a medical condition, you know, uh, these little caveats they put, they're 
it's like a, a shit test, I'd say. I don't know if we swear on your thing, but um, no, I, I, okay, I don't swear often, but I like to say shit test because it's very like it's this thing we talked about in the Marines and stuff, you know, like it's like, hey, are you going to keep putting up with this crap? Or are you going to stand up for yourself? And again, going back to that point of view I was talking about, what if there were people who were quote unquote controllers and they're like, hey, how do we wake these people up to make them look at them? They just keep stuffing their food with face, uh, their faces <laughs> with food. They keep getting new cars every two years and they're in debt. Like, how do we wake them up? You know, what if you look at Bill Gates as somebody saying that? Like, and you know what? All these other people, they can burn. Now, I'm not saying that's the way that you should be because obviously that's not like the, you know, the, the golden rule, natural law. But if you can kind of empathize with these people who are doing it and not hate them, and again, empathy and compassion doesn't mean consent. It doesn't mean you agree with it. You could just say, oh, these guys are probably Satanists. They were probably heavily, I'll just say they were diddled, you know, like I'm sure really bad things happen. So it's just a thing they're controlling. Look at them as a child that wants power. And then you can release that hate, man. And it's like, oh, Uh, again, because I'm not saying like the anger is bad because anger is great. It's a temperature thing. It's like, something's going on here. Why am I getting angry? You know, especially if you do work and fix yourself and you start to get angry, you're like, wait a minute, something's wrong here. I'm validated with this anger. But then you don't have to use it to lash out. Like I said, you can use it with those eyes of compassion and then it kind of, it loses its grip on you. And if you just focus on your own life, because really I feel your attention is what this system feeds on. You're like a battery. If you want to bring it back to the matrix, you know, like yeah, you are a battery. And when they go back and forth and Democrat, Republican, you know, like get the vaccine, don't get it. It's dangerous. It's not, it's like, uh, 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 and they're just, they have you, they have your control. And what aren't you paying attention to your children? You know, you're not paying attention to what you're putting into your body, literally what you're creating in this world, which creates the world for everybody. So if a shift occurs in that area and people start to wake up, I think it could get better again. I don't think it's going to be like, angels coming down and saving us you still the work is required you know like you gotta but if you're hearing my voice and you're it's resonating with you don't be scared or worried man don't because it's going to get good for people like us if you're not in fear you're going to crush out there right in this new world i'm telling you man because people are going to be cowering and they're not going to want to go out and do things but if you are i was reading this book um and i'm not i'm not one of those people has a brain where i can pop it up right now but it was about hermetic principles lucky you Sorry. <laughs> and, and yeah, right? Yeah, like my brain's very free range. Um yeah. it was describing like polarity, how um Exactly. Kind of what you were saying, like sometimes when you go from one extreme to the other extreme, it actually showed like a picture like a horseshoe, like a magnet horseshoe, where the two ends, the two polar opposites are actually really close together. So it's almost like, you know, the alcoholic who has to hit bottom before they turn around and start going the other way. I do think it is that point, and, like, what I've experienced is, as I put more, this whole experience has forced me to be, put more bravery into the world and take more initiative, where a lot of years I was just sort of kind of quiet, a little bit on the fence. You know, maybe I was working on some stuff in my own quiet way, but this forced me to, like, start running down the track, you know? Yeah. And, you know, looking for tools and looking for other people, like, like swimming like it's an emergency, you know, and and all of a sudden I'm meeting people, I'm involved in groups, you know, I'm having these crazy serendipitous life experiences where things that are like a synchronicity that are yeah, impossible. Bro. There's no way this stuff is just by chance. I got a crazy synchronicity story when you let remind me because I got to tell you. But anyway, no, go, go for it. Right ahead. 
All right, it, it goes into what I was going to actually talk about, which is masks. Um, you know, I didn't agree with masks, and I haven't worn one yet. And I live in Connecticut in the suburbs where when I go to a store, everybody has a mask. And every, usually every usually every time I go, somebody will say something if I'm in a grocery store, like someone will come up to me. But they're cool about it because they get it, and I know what to say. And I'm really cool about it. Like I said, I'm cool, chilled out. And like these days, I'm just if someone comes up to me, he's like, hey, sir, you need a mask. And I'm like, you're right. And then I wait a second. I'm like, oh, but um, just so you know, I have a exemption. It's totally legal. You don't have to worry about it. It's, you know, I've been here before. No big deal. And that gets rid of 80 to 90% of people who don't even want to be confronting you about a mask. They just feel it's their job or whatever. And you give them an out. It's like poker, you know, like in poker, when you raise preflop and someone comes over the top and you're like, no, 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 I'm all in. They're like, okay, I fold. I get it. Like, you know, you give them an out. Um, it's like you made a move. So. What happened was I had, I have to go to court for like a traffic thing and I'm like, man, how am I getting it around this one? But I know that they're really not making people do it in court because if you have an exemption. So I called down there. I reached out to a friend that I know that works there and this person is, you know, like still in the thing and just like, Oh, you got to wear a mask. There's no way. So I'm like, all right, cool. <clears throat> so I reached out to the court myself. I called him and I'm like, listen, I called the guy and I go, I don't want to cause trouble. I'm like, I'm not here to like, get a soapbox or change on his mind. I'm like, I just can't, you know, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. I can't wear a mask. I need to breathe. What can I do? And then he's like, you got to call the marshal. I'm like, okay. So I called the marshal, left a message, said basically the same thing. I'm like, man, you know, I'm not trying to break your walls. You sound like a nice guy in your voice message. I was a Marine. I get it. He calls me back and he's like, is this Brandon? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I want to, I, I heard your message and I want, you know, this is all crap. This is all BS. I hear you totally. I was like, whoa. What? Breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. It ends up that I, I don't want to get too specific into details, but I know him through the DJ world because of security and stuff, you know? So he's like, Oh, I know you. He's like, yeah, dude, don't worry. And then he found out for me. I thought my thing was the next day. They changed it and didn't even tell me. And he's like, Oh yeah, don't worry. Come the next, the day before, call me. I'll take care of it all. And I'm like, I was worried for about a month. I was kind of worried what I was going to do and all this stuff about it. Um, and I let that worry bother me and distract me when this whole time that dude is just get, like, God works in mysterious ways or however you want to see it. Again, don't worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right. You know, it's like, dude, if you're in truth in this whole time, it's not like, I, you know, I've been working on my book. I've been doing tarot readings for people. I've been doing stuff. And a lot of the stuff I do with people, it's like. I don't want to say I'm like helping people, but I, I, at the end of the day, I am, but it's because I'm helping myself and they're um, a witness to it. So I'm like calling people and giving them advice or anything. But as long as I'm staying on that path, things are just working out for me. You know, like it's, if it, it, you know, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, that's what I got to say. Basically it's to not be in fear and not be in despair and just do what you have to do. And I just want to say to you, you are Thomas Paine. You're the 2021 Thomas Paine, Chris. <laughs> because I was on a conversation with some people the other day. We were on a Zoom call or whatever. It wasn't being recorded. But I said to all these people, because we were talking about hermetics and all this stuff. And I go, you guys realize, like, when Thoth and Hermes or whatever, they were talking about the, the dark times and they prophesized. And, you know, they were talking about us. Like, we were the ones that we're going to be keeping it alive. Like that's us. And they were like, wow. I'm like, yeah, dude, like just know that not to make it cocky or anything, but it's just to get you out of despair. It's like, because we all feel like, I don't know about, I don't want to speak for everybody. I feel like when I first came onto this, I'm like, I'm going to save the world. You know, like I came across people like Mark Passio, 
and, you know, absorb his work. And I'm like, I can teach this to everybody because it made so much sense to me, you know, like how we should live. But then once I encounter so much resistance, I realize it's like, no, it's not my job to exactly change the world just to change myself, you know, and then the ones around me and, you know, basically work it out that way. It was just such a relief to, to get off my, uh, yeah, and a lot of that's really like how you value your time. You know, I found yeah. the way I look at time is so much different now. I'm like, okay, I got two hours in front of me right here. What would be the most valuable thing to do with it? And when I have that time and I'm able to spend that time working on like one of my presentation things, I don't care how many people really watch it anymore. I used to really get hung up on that. Now it's the act of doing it. It's, it's all practice. Everything in life is practice and conditioning. Yeah. And you know, there's certain moments in the future where that are going to be a little bit more pivotal when something you say or do is going to hit a little more and you're going to see it in more numbers or quantity. But you would have never got to that moment had you not been doing the conditioning, the push-ups every day until that moment, until you were able to say that right thing at that right moment. So a lot of times you don't see, you know, the labor, you don't see the fruit of your efforts, you know, mm-hmm. until later, you know, then you might get some glimpses of it. You might not. A lot of you think through history, there's a lot of people that fought against heavy resistance, that went through torture, that went through all kinds of terrible things in life, but never backed off and we look back at those people like they're heroes you know and even if those people got tortured or had to go through physical pain or whatever they still died a lot happier than your most people because they were living their purpose and they they knew deep down that they were doing what they wanted to do and they cared about doing and what i think that's what's a lot hard for people to soak up because our culture so much teaches what comfort and happiness are and it's such a false illusion where really it, the only thing that's ever going to make someone happy in any way is working on their purpose, doing something of value, making yourself feel like your time is valuable, like you're here for a reason. That's the core important principle. You know, each person is working towards that. We would have a wonderful, beautiful world, you know? Yeah. Dude, purpose is so important. I, I just want to give this witness because one thing I've been telling people when they say to me, like, did you hear about this? Did you do this? Did you hear about this guy? I'm like, do you, first of all, do you know somebody it happened to, you know, can you verify the story? Because guys, the media is so out of control. I don't know if you know this, but like CNN, I probably talked about this last time, interviewed a lady who was George Floyd's third grade teacher. She says, Dr. Wayne Sexton was her name. And she was a white lady who was a third grade teacher who still had his homework 40 years later or something. So I'm telling you, if it's on the media, you know, take it with a grain of salt uh, if it's in the media. But um, another, oh, yeah, I was going to say this, the, this uh, you know, like I've used what I've learned, say, we'll say like from Mark Passio exactly, for example, um, specifically, I mean, I, I used it and I embodied it, but I did the work on myself, you know, and I think that's the most important thing because a lot of people will go out and they see a problem in the world. And in my humble opinion, I'll just ask a question here. Do you think there's really a problem you might see in yourself and it's a reflection? Because if you could view the world as perfect, then you're not trying to change it. You know what I mean? Like, and I know that you're like, what do you mean, Brandon? Well, it's like, who the fuck are you? Like, who are you to think you could change the world, you humble little person? Like, start with yourself first is what I mean. And then by that, and the synchronicities happen and all these things, like you said, man, they just line up. Um, it's like reality is your teacher. You know, that's exa- what the yeah. essence of what natural law is, that you put something in this 
computer program, it's going to pop something back out at you. You know, you don't get to experience it through somebody else's eyeballs. You know, you could try, read their book or listen to their poem and, and sort of, but you're still experiencing it through your own eyeballs and your own experience. That's what you have. That's this valuable tool you have. Yeah. And it's just an interpret, interpretive tool. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. If maybe you I'm haven't getting... done that work, man. And if you haven't done that work and that's why even Mark, like I go back, I went back and revisited the natural law seminar after having not having seen it for a couple of years. And I was like, wow, he's really like, you really have to do the work. And at the time, I went through the work and did it, and I kind of just assumed that everyone else had done it too. But now, as I see other people, like I again, no judgments or whatever, but just I, you see some people's reactions on social media and stuff like this. I'm like, oh, I get it, because there's a lot of fear driving people. And at the end of the day, if fear is what's driving you, you know, what are you creating again? So it's like coming back to that and using these principles to actually work on yourself because. If you're, again, if you're looking at these problems in the world, it's probably because there might be something inside. And I, I said something to somebody recently. I just had a reading actually on my terrible podcast and, and the person, she was a business, uh, spiritual coach. It was pretty cool. And she was like, whatever business you do, Brandon, and she's like, you don't, whatever your personality type, or whatever it is, the reading, she's like, you don't want to be the hero. You want to be the guide. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Cause I was just having a conversation with my friend and we're talking about the matrix. And he's kind of just waking up and he's like looking at me for all these answers and stuff. And I go, listen, dude, I'm not Neo. You're Neo. (laughs) I'm the Oracle. You know, like I said this to him like a month ago or whatever. I'm like, you need to wake up and do the work. Not me. I I did the work. I conquered the demons. My demons work for me now. You know what I mean? Like now you You need to be your own hero. You know, that's That's something I've been working on some curriculum for that because I think that's something I could teach people. Like imagine yourself being a superhero. You know, this is like your own self, but better in every way and work towards being that guy. You know, this is so synchronistic because if you're putting stuff together. Yeah, exactly. My friend Ashley, who I did do the podcast with us on you about, this is all the stuff like she wants to get into. She used to be in um, she worked in a museum and stuff, and she tailored their whole summer camp program every year and stuff. So it's the knowledge that she has and the people that keep coming cycling back into my life, the quality of humans right now, it's great. Like you obviously great quality and you want to do this work. So I feel like this is what I'm talking about. Like that's why I don't have despair because it's there. All we have to do is do it and not go watch TV instead do this podcast. You know what I mean? Oh, that's what I wanted to say. So you're doing all this thing like me, right? I have this channel, all these videos I've been doing a blog for years and I don't have tons of views. Like actually I got kind of lucky last year. I was able to like to uh um interview Dr. Buttar, like Judy Mikovits and all these people through like a stroke of synchronicity, I guess. And I got like hundreds of thousands of views on my videos, but on nice. someone else's channel. But they saw my website is cool. But but you know, I'm struggling along. I got views, you know, some some videos have like a couple hundred, some have like twenty. But I think though, I was just thinking this when you said that, because I related and it's like, but this is the thing. It's not what were what were we doing with our time, but what were we not doing with our time? You know what I mean? We spent all this time creating awesome stuff. And now it's going to give us credibility because I have, I have videos going back to like 2014 when I was a comedian, like saying funny jokes and stuff. So people could go back and look at like the whole progression of it if they really want. And, and it could be highlighted, but it's great because people are going to know you're a real person because I think in the future, now it's already hard to tell if you're if you're just interacting with somebody online 
like on Twitter, say, for example, or not that I really go on there, but it's kind of hard to see if they're like a real person or like a bot or somebody that's like in a click farm somewhere. You know what I mean? But just think of going future, uh, going forward as this technology gets better. It's going to even be hard to see if you're dealing with like a real person. You know what I mean? So it's like, it'll be good to see this history. Uh, but yeah, but going back to the same. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say like, say you get what better at it doing. too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's such good practice. You just get so much better at it. Oh yeah. What we're not doing. That's a great subject. Cause to me, that's a lot of times I try to explain the difference between good and evil. I'm like, good are things that are, um, anything that's not a wrong, basically, you know, you're not causing harm. Yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of things, if, if, if the whole mass of our population and our culture is involved in wrongdoing, which kind of is the case, not kind of, it is, it's digging a hole. So if you're not doing anything, you're just like a default helper of evil, you know? Well, think, think about this. I'll bring up a very controversial subject. What about porn? What if you're watching porn, right? Instead of making a great video like this, you spend one hour, whatever, doing your thing. Now, think about everything because everybody wants to get the pedophiles. Let's get the pedophiles in the sewers and all this stuff. Hey guys, let me tell you something. If you're watching porn, like it's supported by pedophilia, like you could stop with your own appetites because if you don't spend that time doing that and, and less people did, they don't have your attention and then that shit just falls away. You don't have to go get anybody or tell them to do anything. It just stops working. It's kind of like this capitalist thing they keep talking about that I've never seen happen, but you know, that, that's one of these, uh, principles that I think, um, if we see where our time and attention is, you know, it's like if something is really grabbing people's attention and giving their attention, what's it really doing at the end of the day for you? Is it creating anything or is it just a distraction? So yeah, man, that's, it's, huge. so it's like if, if 99% of people are all digging, they're all digging a hole, you know, the 1% or the 2% left over start being like, look at this big giant pile of sand they made from digging this hole. And they start using that to build a castle. You know, that that's what you're supposed to be doing. Something productive, something good with your time. And if you're doing that, you're actually Idle taking hands. that dirt that all those people are wasting and you're turning it into something of value, you know, yeah. and building something for the future. So, um, and that goes growing off of what I said. If you're one of these people who doesn't live in fear and despair, I'll tell you, my friend Ashley, just bring it back to her again. She started a a, a, a business where she's promoting um, online. Uh, she's basically a social media promotion company. So people will come to her if they have a business, say they're like a, a tarot card reader or a medium or whatever. Or one person, I think she, they have a gym. You know, they started a gym where you can go work out, but they don't have the time to focus on their social media. So she brought upon herself. Now she didn't look for leads or anything. She went out and talked to everybody she knew on Instagram, had all these people up. She went to college with all this stuff. Said, listen, I started my thing and she's very organized. And within like a week, she had three clients. And if she gets a few more, she'll basically, she has to hire me to help her, you know, and she'll be making more than she was making at her other job. So it's like, she didn't have the fear. She overcame it, got out there. And she's not like some expert who like watched all these Mark Passio and like all these other videos. She was just, because of her her upbringing and stuff, uh, she had the right motivation, and you know, with a little bit of uh, spiritual guidance from maybe me or other people, just by seeing my example, really, she kind of gets it now, and she's not afraid, and she's she, she's the only person I know. She moved out of LA in 2020, and she's moving back right now. I'm like, you are crazy, but I love it. Yeah, she's moving back to LA because wow. she doesn't care. She's like, I'm doing it, and I'm like, I'm not going to tell you not to because she's. You know, uh, but anyway, so 
You'll have to send me her link. That's really cool. I want to connect with Ashley too. That's yeah, that you would love. Awesome. You could probably even have a. You'll probably record a podcast with her. She's so organized. Yeah. It's great because I'm I'm more of the chaos and she's more of the order part of it. So like when, <laughs> for example, if we in our in our tarot podcast every week we'll break down a card. So she has everything written out that she's going to talk about and all this stuff. I have no idea. I wait till we're going. We talk, I start a quote. You know. And she's like, what do you think about this card? She describes it. And then I just tell her and I just flow. And I, I tried doing notes and stuff, but it just didn't work. And then she has it to bring it back around. And we have that flow and it's a great partnership. Yeah. The sun, the sun and the moon. Yeah, dude. It's, it's great. It's magical. Now that we restarted it and we are having guests on now, we we should have you on actually. We'll definitely have you on. Right on. Um, we can give you reading and stuff. We'll give you like a double reading. Um, now That's that cool because I've been trying to learn my tarot cards. I actually, oh. like, what I do is I just turn one a day, and then yeah. I kind of study on it a little bit, and I notice what happens in my day and see if I can derive anything from it. <laughs> I think that's a good way to learn little by little. Well, if you have time in your rotation, check out my podcast. It's terrible.com, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L. It's the funniest pun you ever heard, and I actually said that on stage once. And <laughs> the lady said to me, no, it was so funny. I was at a comedy club. And a guy got me a spot. I was doing, and I, I like on the way there, I was like, I got this brilliant joke. I thought of, I'm like such an, a retard that I thought of this, but I was like, so I got on stage. And I'm like, I got my cards read today by a, by, oh, like I got my cards read today by a Taurus. It was terrible. And this lady, <laughs> he was no. like, no, it was so funny. It's on video somewhere. I'll no dad puns. Well, <laughs> I like the way you play with words. I actually picked out, I start as I was starting to read your book, I found this one little passage I cut out. I want to read it out loud because I thought yeah, it was great. Please I love do. words. I'm constantly doing puns and I like wordplay. And I also like awesome alliteration. And here's what you wrote. <laughs> Knowing how the puzzle pieces of the past were placed while peeping the present pieces pretty precisely, a person perhaps presupposes the path of, pr- of prospective puzzle pieces. <laughs> I almost got it perfect. You did pretty right. good at that. that it took me forever good. to write it, so don't worry. <laughs> pretty good P practice right there. I like that. Thanks. But yeah, yeah, check out, um, for anyone listening, check out Brandon Smith's book. I'll have to get um, the link to your website, the two links you shared, Tarot yeah. Bowl and um, ShadowWork.com, right? Yeah, ShadowWork.com. And my other website, if where you can get everything, is MoreLawsMoreProblems.com, and that's oh. where I started yeah, I've had that since like tw- at late 2012, 2013. I've had that website. So yeah, I've checked in from time to time. So I've seen a little bit of your guys' tarot work. Love yeah. it. And it, I got one more thing I want to read too. Yeah, um, please. Cause I think this is right. This is something I'm putting in the presentation I was working on this week. And it's right in line with what we were talking about. Very positive. It's the very last, one of the very last paragraphs in the end of all evil, the book I'm always quoting from. It says, you are the key. To teach the people of earth the value that they have within themselves, you need only to speak and tell them that every good thing is theirs to have. You need only tell them that the glory of liberty is real and that it belongs to them. So I thought that was right in line with what you were talking about in in this episode, too. I got chills right now. It's great. Yeah. All we got to do is tell them. You know, no one ever told me about this stuff. You know? The importance of freedom, that that's really what's going on. It's a war of freedom and and slavery. Like, no one ever told me that until I heard it from Mark Passio. No one ever yeah. told me that, you know, all, a lot of this stuff, that truth is objective. You know, how come no one told me that, you know? All we got to do is share this stuff with people. And maybe you're right. Maybe things are turned around sooner than 
than we think. But, um, you know, I wouldn't say, on the other hand, don't be too hopeful. Don't, don't have rose colored glasses. If yeah. you, if people are too hopeful, then, then they don't want to put in the work. You know, if you look at the real situation we're in, like you described in the book, like waking up like Neo and realizing that the whole world is controlled and owned, you realize there's a lot of freaking work to do. And what you do with your time really does matter. If we're going to turn things around, we have to put in the effort and the energy. It's, we're the key. So that's, that's my last few words. Um, anything oh, else you want to say? I, yeah, I just want to say, I feel like I'm hearing myself talk. So it's so great because it's so true uh, not to be like hockey, but it's, it's nice to hear other people say that. And I did want to say that the last thing I want to say is right now is a time for unification. All this division, it's done. That's not our thing. Like I've been in places I, you know, I went through Mark, I even met Mark Passio. I love the dude. Right. And, and I've been to other, listening to other people and got their knowledge. And I've been around people like who were talking shit about him. And I didn't feel a need to stand up and defend him or anything. I just let it go. And I realized that they just didn't have an understanding of him. And there's, I didn't have to defend him because his work doesn't need defense, you know? And it's like, you can let people think what they want about certain people, but it's all about these ideas. That's really what's most important. And I think if Mark Passio was here, he'd probably freaking agree with me hundred percent because he doesn't give a shit what people think about him. I don't care what people think about me. It's about the message. So this, all this internet online squabbling crap that we, that people come up with, you know, especially I see a lot with like flat earth and this stuff. It's like, dude, who cares? Like, listen, if we could just figure out how to live together, maybe a thing will unlock and we'll be like, Oh my God, look, because I feel the answers are out there. And if you really do pay attention, you know, you'll see some things, especially like if you start following Crow triple seven and you see these pictures and shit that people are coming up with, with these, these cameras, they're zooming into the moon. It's like, how can you zoom into a moon? It's supposed to be a million miles or whatever, you know, it's like, anyway, but um, again, I'll just say that this realm is not what we were told. So don't get bogged up in those little arguments. Just have a good, you know, go out and have a good time. Enjoy it. And if you're uh, the last thing I'll say is if you're on this road of working on yourself, stop right now and congratulate yourself, do something, buy a bottle of wine, however you, congratulate yourself, whatever it is, buy a chocolate bar, just congratulate yourself and say, I am one of the small few percentage of people right now is actually doing this work and working on myself because no one else is. And I'm realizing right now I'm like my hardest uh, slave driver. And that's what I'm working on now being easy on myself. But I just also want to say, Chris, thank you so much. This is awesome. Little, little pat on my back. Yeah. Good job. Exactly, buddy. Man. Good job. You're doing all right. But don't it. give up. Try harder. People know? in the future right now are praising our names. You don't understand. People in the future right now are having parties. They're naming streets after us. They're having celebrations, dude. That's what's going on right now. And we're <laughs> having a party here. We could celebrate with them at the same time because we're in the future history books. They're going, dude, Chris is fucking, look at the shit he was saying in 2020. Look at what he said. He was killing it. Look at this guy. I'm telling you, that's what's going on right now. You know, um, I have this little thing. It's so funny. If I'm in a, like you were saying, so often I'd been in stores and I was the only one who was not wearing a mask. <laughs> and when I moved up to the area I'm at now, like you see a lot more. And my uh, girlfriend and I have this joke. We were hiking one day and we were laughing. We started laughing so hard. We, we were making Christmas songs and every Christmas song always has, and she wasn't wearing a mask <laughs> at the end. So like, Whenever I'm out in public somewhere and I see someone else who's not wearing a mask, I'm like, I get this big smile in my head. It's the Christmas song. And they're not wearing a mask. And so, like, it's just just this little way to be joyful in the middle of the day. I don't have to know this person, but just that one little link we have. It's like, yes, I'm not the only one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So find joy where you can, you know? Yeah. It's good. It's not going to be an easy battle. There's a, little, a lot of people are just not going to get it, but, uh, yeah, but we, we can take a lot of, um, a lot of joy and pride and happiness in, in the ones that do, and we can start building our new world because, uh, that's how it's done. One, one step at a time, right? Exactly. Well said. Oh, brother. Well, um, I think I'm going to get, uh, I've been watching the seed conference, so I'm going to get back to that. All it's right. What's going on this weekend? And, um, I wish you a good rest of your Friday and we'll, uh, yeah, man. This connect is great. again soon. Yeah. I'd love to be on yeah, the show and definitely stay in touch. All right, man. I'll be reading yeah, the book. Definitely. Thanks for making that, man. Good work. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's I'll a big to inspiration soon. to me too. Cause I need to write a book. So. Yeah, well, Brandon, yeah, that, I could do it. That's what I'm saying. If I could do it, and, and th- I'll tell you this: like somebody said to me, they're like, "Now that you wrote a book, you have it out there. You basically up leveled. Like you don't understand it yet, but it'll." And it started to come to me, kind of. But it's like you're on another level. There's a piece of you that will always survive now. Well, maybe not always, but you know what I mean. It's like this piece of you that you put out there, your perspective. So now you're like a, you know, a master or whatever. Or so it's. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And now, and now also, so that's the serious part, but the funny part is I get to tell people I'm an author. Like I keep saying all the time, like, yeah, buddy. go read my book. They're like, you're not wearing a mask. I'm like, go read my book. It's all in there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what? Read the book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, brother. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Yeah. We'll be in touch. Later. All right. Bye. Okay, what are we supposed to do, and what are you going to do? What are we supposed to do, and what I would say you have to understand the the totality of the big picture, the the tapestry of all of this information as it pertains to what's going on in the world and how it affects our lives on a day-to-day basis, and then put it into a format that can be readily understood by other individuals. And then share that information with whoever will accept any part of it. With whoever will accept any part of it.